Welcome to the Chat Club Podcast, where you are not alone in your mental health journey. It's okay that you're not okay today. Where discussions on mental health challenges like anxiety, grief, interviews with people that deal with challenges in mental health. Also, discussions on positive coping mechanisms, positive motivation, self-help, a little hope, and thinking creatively. Remember, there's only one rule in Chat Club. Everybody talks about Chat Club. Take a seat, relax, and listen. Here is your host, Alan Hilchey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chat Club. This is going to be episode number 42, and I'm going to focus on narcissistic behavior and narcissistic relationships and what to look for. I know I have 10 things that I've got from the internet that I thought was pretty self-explanatory for the narcissistic um, condition. They're called narcissistic personality disorder. Now, when you're dealing with narcissistic, they need to have like five of them to be narcissistic. Sometimes we go on life and we do certain things where we do narcissistic behaviors. But we catch ourselves because we do have some empathy. Now, the number one is deflated, inflated self-image. Narcissism is not all about gazing at one's reflection in the mirror. Most narcissists do consider themselves very attractive. The belief is only one part of their overall personality disorder. They also think that they're smarter than everyone else. They're more talented. Generally, they're better than everyone else. Their feelings of self-worth are always in relation to other people. Um, they can have extreme highs and extreme lows in self-esteem, depending on the individual who they're being compared to. For example, in the face of such evidence, such as losing a competition, failing a test, or he might chalk up a failure due to bad luck, than to any inherent weaknesses. So they have no weakness they're not inferior to anybody else and whatnot. So that was the number one one here. Number two is unrealistic, unrealistic expectations. It's natural and it's healthy to visualize oneself in a successful scenario. A technique, like for example, a technique to prepare for a speech is to close your eyes, image yourself. Just imagine yourself feeling calm, delivering your words, clearly and finishing in the allotted time. On a narcissistic approach, might feel and imagine himself not giving a good speech, but the audience showering with gifts and awards and prize for the best speech in the history of the world. Narcissists tend to spend a lot of time daydreaming about unrealistic stories in which they are the main character. Unreal expectations can lead to dissatisfaction with realities of marriage, work, the more mundane aspects of life. So unrealistic expectations, number two. Number three, feelings of being social, or I should say, feelings of being special. So another symptom of this is a deep-seated belief that they're so special, only a few elite possess the intellectual superiority enough to comprehend the person. Any criticism is taken as evidence, not in the person's own failures, but the diminishing capacity of the critic to appreciate how special the 
narcissist truly is. The narcissist really believes that they're the only associate with any of their special individuals or belong to some elite groups. It tends to lead to unrealistic goal setting based on the unattainably high standards. They believe that they're only the best scouts would recognize their superior abilities and would be motivated to practice primarily to gain their approval. So that's number three. Number four, we're looking at attention-seeking behavior. Narcissists enjoy their own company, assume everyone else does too. Their image that anyone looking at them, leaning in to hear what they have to say, hanging on in every word that they say. They expect to be the favorite in every situation and crave compliments and adoration of others. Without attention or flattery, they can lack self-esteem and feel sad. The expectation to be loved by everyone does not always match up with the reality. So, he may say things like, tell me you love me, admit I'm the best. Besides the praise, they also demand gifts, money, and all of a significant other's free time. So this is a big red flag. And you're probably seeing similarities to your toxic relationship. So we're going to go on to number five, the sense of entitlement. The sense of entitlement is defined as the belief that one deserves special treatment and privileges without having to earn them. And it is the core belief of a narcissistic. A narcissistic person believes that they are automatically given preferential treatment. He may demand a table at a restaurant without a reservation, front row seats at a concert. He may expect to be hired for whatever job he wants, regardless of his qualifications. He assumes everyone should obey him automatically and inconvenience themselves to satisfy his whims. And in some cases, they think they're above the law in the sense of entitlement, which is another thing that is present. They think they're above the law, above social, you know, social norms, morals. They believe that that's not them. So, for example, they may steal, steal out of sense of they're simply taking what they deserve or treat someone unfairly because they regarded that person as inferior. So there's a lot of little examples of sense of entitlement. So we're going to go into the treatment of people as objects. A narcissistic treats people as commodities to be consumed. He uses them for entertainment, service, companionship, flattery, and does not recognize their full personhood. Now, I'm saying he, but it also goes he and she. Most relationships are shallow and based on maintaining their opinion of themselves. They have little interest in needs, feelings of others, and will end the relationship when they no longer serve his purposes. A narcissist is also regarded as people, as tools to get them what they want in life. This behavior goes beyond the social networking or making conditions and rather entails using people to gain their own advantage. So that's another one. So we're going to get into 
Number seven, the lack of empathy. Empathy typically depends, or I guess it should develop around the age of two in children. This development stage is marked as a realization that other people have feelings different from their own, and they can feel emotional or physical pain. A hallmark of a narcissistic personality disorder is the lack of the ability to imagine what others might be feeling in a given situation. For example, if someone, their pet died, the person's going to feel anguish and upset because it's part of their family. The narcissist will say, well, just get another pet. No big deal. Life goes on. No sense of empathy towards the person as they're in, you know, feeling lost and sad and depressed. Narcissists can come across cold, unfeeling, and indifferent to the sufferings of others, which I just made an example of. Narcissist does cause sufferers to focus on the reactions of other people, but only when they have to do their own behaviors or value. However, narcissists cannot accurately gauge these reactions. They tend to imagine they're affecting people more than they actually are. On the other hand, they also perceive their actions are harming others emotionally and physically. So, number seven, lack of empathy. These are all red flags in relationships. Preoccupation with envy. A narcissist wants what others have because they feel they deserve it. Their feelings of envy can be intense. He can become extremely uncomfortable in the presence of others who have things he wish they wish to have for themselves, including material possessions, money, spouses, physical attributes, personality traits. Sometimes their envy for the possessions or achievements of others serve as fuel to additional characteristics of disorder, such as comparing themselves with others in the sense of entitlement. Envy can lead them on a roller coaster of highs and the lows. Their fixation on envious feelings to imagine that others also envy them. They have a tendency of thinking of spending time, as much time thinking about him as they think about himself. And they imagine that others want to be just like him or she. The interaction of others usually interpreted that through the lens of envy and negative feedback is also brushed aside with statements like, nah, they're just jealous of me. And that's type of behavior. So we're going to number nine. It's the arrogant demeanor. And I really come across this personally in a situation not long ago. Well, everyone... Not everyone who acts haughty is a narcissist. Consistently arrogant mannerisms can be a sign of disorder. People display an arrogance, like brag about their achievements. They talk about how they're smarter than everyone in the room, and they're more talented than anybody else. They presume they pres they presume that they have more skills than they do, and they don't have any skills. They are self-appointed self-appointed experts on every topic, no matter what you're talking about. You can be a PhD in that, but they know more. 
that's the arrogance that can come across. So that is a big red flag. So, and they also contend to, narcissists can be expected to treat others with contempt, belittling their competency and worth. So they'll try to belittle you, say you're not as good as you think you are, and say different things to beat you down, because that's, that's what they try to do, because they're trying to be the number one focus. So number 10 is consistent narcissistic behavior from an early age. So if one or two of the mentioned characteristics describe someone or yourself, doesn't mean you're automatically suffering from the personality disorder of narcissistic personality disorder. Um, almost everyone in the world that is not a narcissist has done one of these things. But unless you regularly express five or more of the symptoms of narcissistic behavior, then you're not to worry about your mental health. Uh, a lot of health professionals, if you go in for it, can diagnose the narcissistic behavior for sure. Um, it's just beware of it. And these are some of the symptoms. And then I get into are the are you in a narcissistic relationship? And see, see these are the, some of the signs. And I talked about some of them. They seem entitled. They act superior to others. They think people are jealous of them. They're not empathetic to your needs when you feel anything in your life. They're manipulative. They like to gaslight things. They have to be admired. They have to be the center of attention. You have to say, oh, you're really good at it. You're the best. In a narcissistic relationship, their needs always come first before yours. They don't pay attention to your needs. They can be aggressive, mostly verbal. It can get physical, but mostly the important risk factors, the aggression and violence. So you just got to be aware of yourself. They can't deal with negative feedback. They're very sensitive to it. They're obsessed with success, which means power, dominance, control over the narrative, control over people. And if anything of this sounds like with your partner or someone you're dating, narcissistic behavior, you're in it, short, get your butt out of it. Because from the people who love and care about you, they don't want you to feel isolated. They have the manipulation tactics, shaming. They can convince you they're the only person. They're the only person that cares about you, so to keep their needs, serving their needs. And the best thing you can do for your safety, happiness, and life, leave it, leave it behind. So I get into the part where I talk about it. Now I'm going to get into the part where, how do you break free? You can't imagine right now, not with the pain you're in, that you can get out feeling hopeless, like life will never get any better, wondering how I would exist outside of my relationship with a narcissist, especially when I don't believe I deserve anything better. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you're in good hands and you're safe and you're no longer alone because I'm here talking to you. And there's so many other women that have survived the relationships, survived the mental abuse. 
there's no other person and that can help you but yourself. You can take advice. You know, right now you're kind of wondering if you'll ever get over the one that hurt you. Why didn't you see or ignore the signs? How someone can deliberately cause you pain. If you're a magnet for a narcissist. How to find closure after what you've been through. How to break the cycle of unhealthy relationships in your life. How to co-parent with your narcissist's ex. Because they're always playing the children against you. Because you care. If you have to forget your abuser to heal. Now this is a really hard one. And everybody has such anger. And I want you to feel anger. I want you to reverse the role. I want you to feel sorry for them. Feel sorry that they're empathetic. Feel sorry that they can't feel anything. Feel sorry that they think they're better than everyone else. Feel sorry that they think they're entitled. Reverse the role. Come from a victim, survivor, thriver. Place them as the victim. Because in reality they are. They're a victim of their own life because they perpetrate someone else to gain what they want. And everyone wants to know how to stop the hurting and live life again. And I'm going to tell you, you can. I'm going to tell you that you can do this. How to walk away from a toxic, toxic relationship. Cut off communication. Don't take any calls. Block them nonstop. Don't let them in your life. Now it's a time to heal. And with this healing becomes grief. And the grief is grieving your old self. Let's grieve your old self. Let's pretend that person is in the past. End the chapter. Look at it as grieving. Be sad that you're grieving that person. You know, it is possible to heal from the effects of a toxic relationship again. You can get the support and make a world of difference. Therapists and counselor can help you navigate through this hard time. Mental health professionals, such as therapists and counselors, can also help you move to the future. I want you to start looking at the future. Look at online therapy. Look at self-help. Look at the books. You can make a better you. Not a better you, but a different you. Different person. Different social structure that you have. And, and, and look at in the mirror. And you are beautiful. You are wanted. You are an awesome person. I believe that you have everything to be here on earth and to be living with me and I'm so glad that you're here and you're listening and I'm so glad that you don't have unhealthy thoughts because the unhealthy thoughts are the ones that are going to bring you down I want you to take a piece of paper and I want you to think about when you first before you got in this relationship I want your all your pros and cons and I know your pros are going to Certainly outweigh your cons. I want you to reconnect with your relationships. I want you to say you're sorry to the friends that you, that he made you disconnect from. 
I want you to tell your story. I want you to tell people that you're, you feel insignificant. And that's okay. Because that's a part of the healing process, going through everything right from the step one straight up to the, you're walking out there. I want you to take your dark rainbow that you have over your head. There's clouds and it's bad. And then I want you to go through this process and then I want the biggest, biggest rainbow, the brightest rainbow. And on the other side, when they say the pot of gold, no. On the other side of the rainbow is a new you. A new you that stands up, is empowered, that is not scared of anything, that you found yourself and you found your old self and you learned to love yourself. And in my podcast, I preach so much about happy places. And you were restricted to go to those those happy places from the narcissistic perpetrator. And you can't forget about those happy places because they're the ones that are going to balance your life and get a healthy life. It's very unkiltered right now. But I guarantee you, you work through that. And the roads aren't going to be smooth. They're going to have the potholes like the roads are meant to be, that the government say they're gonna fix, but there's bouncy and there's hills and there's frost in the road and then there's forks and then you hit the dirt roads and then it's gonna be all that navigation. It's not gonna be easy. But when you get through all this jargon and all this bullshit, you're gonna come out a better person. You're gonna come out loving yourself. You're gonna see the world in a whole different vision. Your dark clouds and your dark tunnels, there's going to be some light at that tunnel. And there's going to be holes. And there's going to be hope. And it's going to be brighter. And you're going to heal yourself and take the time to heal yourself. And you're going to close that chapter. And you're going to say, you know what? You're not worth it. Because you belittled with me. You took my power. Take your power back. Don't think about that stuff. It's unhealthy. Don't let that person define who you are today. I want to define you to define you who you are by what you do to help yourself. I want you to re-listen to some of my podcasts to help you through the dark times. Because I've had numerous times people tell me that they listen to it and it's helped them navigate through the hard times. And I really want you to take the time to do that. I want you to take the time to heal yourself. I want to see that smile in that mirror. I want to look in, I want you to look in that mirror and I want you to say I'm worth it. You know why I'm worth it? Because I'm the best I can be. I'm going to impact other people by I'm going to show people that I can be what I am. But I want you to be who you are and no one telling you who you're going to be. I want you to be that person that is sympathetic and sensitive to other people, but take care of yourself and know your social barriers, know your barriers. Don't let people impede you. Don't let people belittle you. Don't let them make you feel inferior because you're the furthest from inferior that I know. I know you're beautiful, you're strong, you're independent, and you're just so empowered. And I feel it listening through my podcast and I can feel the energy through the world and I know there's people that are suffering and they're sad in relationships and don't know how to get out of it one step at a time 
You can't go from A to Z. You gotta do A, B, C, D. Take your short steps. Love yourself. Find yourself. Find your happy places that make you happy. Find your things that... Look for the little things that make hope. Little things. All in reframing how you think. I'm going to have a good day today. I feel like I'm going to have a good day today. Not get up and say, oh, jeez, here we go. After work. Get up and say, geez, I wonder what I'm going to learn new at work today. Feel good. I'm looking forward to seeing people. Positive attitude makes the whole difference in life. And I really think that you can do this. I know you can go through this. I know you feel alone. I know you feel the immersed pressure to be, to break out of it. But it's going to take time. You're worth it. You're worth the, all the investment. Why would that narcissist target you? Why would he? Because all the things that you possess is what he wants. And you just got to find them. And you got to dig deep. And get rid of the dark rainbow. Make it a good rainbow. Look at your happy places. Hope in little things. There's a reason why he chose you. And it's not the reasons that you think negatively. That you're easy to possess. No. You possess all the traits that he wanted. All the happiness. All your friends. Your beautiful personality that you have. It's enlightening. What do you think attracted him? You think about that. And I'm going to let you go. But know that you can always reach me on Facebook. Instagram. Anything. And I'll respond to you. And I'll get you in contact with women or men that I know that have been through this. You keep strong. You keep beautiful. Keep brave. And empower yourself every day. And I look forward to reading those stories on my Facebook page that, hey, thank you. And I look forward to hearing the many stories. And I want to interview you someday. You could be the person. And that comes to another thing where I will be interviewing somebody that got out of toxic relationship that had a narcissist as a partner and it was immensely grueling in a long time the story is going to come out and i have the pleasure to 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 ask this person the story to be a part of the healing process and the biggest thing is forgive those narcissists they don't know what they're missing and they're missing someone Really, really awesome. Build on that. Build on your strengths, your traits, your music, whatever you do. Poetry, painting, running, listen to music, writing poetry. Whatever you do, you keep it real and take care of yourself. I'm Ellen Helchi. Thanks for listening to Chat Club. And I'm going to talk to you really soon. Thank you for listening to the Chat Club podcast with your host, Alan Hilchi. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play or where you download your podcasts. Be sure to check out Chat Club Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. Remember, there is only one rule in Chat Club. Everybody talks about Chat Club. Be sure to catch our next episode.